Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning in this week to another episode of All In or All Out. My name's Kevin Harris. I'm super excited about this week. I've got a special, very special, special guest with me this week, my wife, Desiree. Welcome. Hello. So this week, um, I'm going to be interviewing her and going through it and just to give you kind of a backstory on us, we actually uh, did not meet uh, because of our background of uh, recovery. Uh, we actually met at church. We were both serving in students one night, and uh, well, one season and uh, one night at church, I saw this beautiful woman on stage singing, and um, and the rest is history. Uh, so here we are. But so this week. Uh, we'll start off by, if you'll just give us kind of a little, uh, brief history of your story. Sure. Um, so I grew up in a small town and grew up as a party girl. I hung out with a lot of the wrong crowd and just did a lot of stuff that probably shouldn't have done. Uh, my drug choice was marijuana and I definitely uh, did it all day every day and I used to joke around and say that I had it stamped on my forehead so (laughs) I would um, that was what I did for a very long time even met my previous husband um, at parties and whatnot and Ended up getting pregnant with my first child. I got married, had another child, and continued to do drugs. And I started to feel really guilty as a bad mom and um, wanted to stop. And then something pretty dramatic happened. Almost uh, lost my children, um, almost got arrested. And it kind of changed my life a little bit. Um, My brother invited me to go to church, and that is the church that I eventually met Kevin years and years later. But um, it changed my life. I met Jesus and, um, yep, became a Christian. It was amazing. All right. One thing that you said in that that um, that I know that I've talked about uh, hanging out with the wrong crowd. You know, we always or I've always said or talked about that. Um, you know, you are who you associate with. Um, you know, it's easier to pull somebody down than it is to pull somebody up. Uh, all of that. Um, so that's uh, when I hear somebody's story about the wrong crowd. That's an easy easy trap that we fall into a lot of times. Um, when we go through, uh, addiction or really you don't even have to be addiction or anything, you know, hanging out with the wrong crowd, you know, wrong place, wrong time. You've heard that before. And so that's a uh, pitfall for a lot of people, uh, that you've got to kind of work your way out of. All right. So talk about the turning point for you. Was it an event, circumstances? What was it that was a turning point? 
It was definitely an event. Um, as I said earlier, a traumatic experience. I'll kind of dive into that. Um, we were living in an apartment at the time. It was me, my uh, previous husband, and my oldest son and daughter. And they had changed management. And with us being delirious and you know not even paying attention to what's going on in the world except our own little bubble of drugs we did not know that they were going to be coming around checking the apartment uh, for quality check and stuff well they came to the apartment uh, they were going around they found our stash of uh, drugs and took pictures of them they called the cops on me the cops came um, they were going to arrest me, but I had threw the stuff away before they got there. Uh, they threatened to take my kids away from me, um, and to arrest me, and thankfully, to the grace of God, none of that happened. It scared me to death, and I never wanted to touch marijuana ever again in my life. We ended up getting kicked out of our apartment a week before Christmas. I had to move back in with my parents and my life was changed ever since. I started going to church and loving on God. My life did not get easier by no means, but it was better. I had God by my side. so. So for, uh, I guess, a lot of people, even my own experience, you know, I had the the big event of breaking into the church and and that turnaround. And, and even so, even as you had the big event and you said that you never wanted to do drugs again, um, you know, and, and you know, at, at the time I went through what I went through with the church, you know, there was times that I was like, oh, never again. But did you find yourself later down the road that, like, were there times that you thought about it, wanted to, or or whatnot? Because you said you, like, totally didn't want anything to do with it again, but was that the case? Of course, of course. Uh, yes, I did have thoughts of wanting to use again. I, anytime that a stressful event would come up, or even, you know, friends talking about it, you know, and having the laughs and whatever but um, I always would remember the pain and the suffering that it caused and that completely outweighed the good times that it brought to me so I it was an easy choice for me to not do it and and that's something we've also talked about on here before is uh, playing the tape all the way through we think about you know, when we do think about it, we want to do it, then we, we play the tape all the way through of once we do it and what we go through and what we find ourselves. And, and I do want to throw in a note that, you know, you don't always, even though most of the time it takes some kind of, uh, I guess as they say, hitting rock bottom or some kind of event, circumstances, something tr drastic that has to get our attention and change. But, you know, there's always... Uh, opportunities that you don't have to 
find yourself in that, that you can finally, you know, be sick and tired of being sick and tired and, and want to get help and go through it that way. And, and you know, I, I like what you said about, um, you know, just because you got clean and got in church and, and found God and, and changed your life that it what didn't make it easier and that's the case a lot of people think once you do that that it's just going to be all hunky-dory that you know better roses a white picket fence the whole nine yards but in in reality it doesn't now like you said it, it totally outweighs you know the good totally outweighs the bad and but that's you know but that's what we go through like you know there's no Nobody said it was going to be a perfect road or an easy road. I mean, it, it says John sixteen thirty three. God talks about, you know, in this world there will be trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer for I've overcome this world. So, you know, so we we get, you know, thinking that it, it's going to be easy, but there, there are going to be times that come up and trials and tribulations and opportunities that, that you know, that Satan wants to knock us down and, and uh, knock us off course. But, uh, but, you know, I always remember, uh, I think it was Tom, some, I don't know, I probably heard it several times, but it said, you know, he never said I, what was it? Oh, crap, now I don't forget. He never said I could, but he always said he would. Or, I, yeah, I think that's right. Or I never said I could, but he said he always would. Something like that. Either way, he's in control. Um, I'm pretty 99.9% sure I butchered that, so we'll move right along. Um, the next one, uh, so is there any kind of routines, procedures, or things that you put in your life to, uh, to maintain your sobriety? Kind of, was there anything, what did you change or, or what did you do differently to help with your sobriety? The one thing that comes to my mind is that I did not hang out with people that I used to. Um, I put, I mean, it really wasn't even that hard to get rid of these people in my life because honestly, all they cared about was their next fix. They didn't care about, you know, friendship. So they've chosen drugs over me plenty of times. Um, so that was one thing is getting rid of the, um, unnecessary people in my life and surrounding myself with people who actually care uh, yes dropping off the baggage you don't need to, and, and carrying on with, with what you do need and you know that's one thing that I've found in the past of, uh, of the number of times I got clean the people that you think you're friends and then when you get clean and don't have anything for them to smooch off of or or whatever, you, you find out that they're really not friends and they end up disappearing anyway. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give the listeners? What would you say to the listeners? Hmm. Um... Just say no. <laughs> that's a great one yes yes uh, I, I mean I just can't even maybe you 
stay away from the people that bring you down. Um, definitely figure out what's the wrong crowd because if it's something you know you're not supposed to be doing, then the people around you are probably not good. It's easy to do wrong, but it's hard to do right. And if you hang out in a barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. So, with that, the rapid fire that I like to do at the end, I totally forget who I keep giving credit for this for. But anyway, here we go. Favorite book? Redeeming Love. 100%. Redeeming Love. I've probably read it four times already. I knew you were going to say that. I actually knew that about you. I guess we're fixing to find out how well I really do know you. Ooh. We'll see what the last five years have taught us. <laughs> Maybe we should make you answer the question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, so, favorite place to eat? Longhorns. I love me some steak. Oh, yeah. Steak's good. All right. When, oh, Lord. When scrolling through the TV, a movie comes on. And you've seen it, um, no matter how many times you've seen it, uh, what what would you, if you're scrolling through, I totally butchered that. So if you're scrolling through the TV <laughs> and um, there's a movie that you've seen, that, that you see, no matter how many times you've seen it, you would sit and watch it again. Mm. I mean, it, honestly, any of the Marvel movies. Hardcore. Thought you were gonna say Harry Potter. Or Harry Potter. Huh? Or Harry Potter. Yeah. I've seen those a lot too. Yep. Unfortunately, I've seen them too. <laughs> I slept through most of them. Uh, who gave you the best advice, and what was it? Okay, so actually, the best advice I've I, I thought of this earlier when I was came up blank. Um, the grass is greener. Wait, no, stop. See, you're, you're rubbing <laughs> off on me. <laughs> the uh, grass is greener where you water it. Um, I, that, I'm pretty sure I got from a cartoon. I'm, but it, like, resonated something in me because I had, I don't well, I tell people, I've said that quote, but I got it off the cups, but I guess it's the yeah. list you made. So that's where you got it? Yeah, it was a cartoon. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's amazing. Uh, but, but it's so true. Yeah. It is. Everybody think it's always, and, you know, we've talked to um, our son about, you know, with his job, and he wants to change jobs because, you know, it, it always looks better where somebody else is, but, you know, in the reality, it, it's only good where you put the work in where you put the the effort and you know what you put into it you're going to get out of it so if you want a greener grass and you want to be on the greener grass side start watering it yep so it's hard work no matter where you go it is well thank you for being on the show i didn't have to go far to get you to be on the show <laughs> so that was amazing um thanks for having me absolutely and so this week just remember uh, when it comes to whatever you're struggling with, whatever whatever you're going through, um, and there's always, uh, like she said, um, you know, God changed everything for her, and he can. And just know that um, whatever you're going through, uh, in order to get through it, to get on the other side of it, you either got to be all in or all out.